The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Each week, Chris and Mario welcome current NFL stars and discuss the biggest news from around the football world. Welcome to the Underdog Sports NFL Show. I'm Chris Forwardell, joined by Mario Hines. Uh, A little behind the curtains here. Before we started recording official-like, Mario and I were talking about my most recent television obsession, The Masked Singer. I'm embarrassed about it but I love it. So here's the premise, Mario, because you, you're apparently a little bit of a noob. Yeah, I the, guess. The masked singer phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> what happens is I believe there are, there are 12 quote-unquote celebrities on the show, and they're all their voices are obscured in all of the interviews except for when they're singing, and, and they're wearing, obviously, costumes. So you're, you're trying to guess who these people are through some fairly ambiguous clues, and uh, every once in a while, and at the end of every episode, someone is unmasked, the person who, who comes in last in any given episode. The first week, it was Antonio Brown. Okay. The, the second week, it was uh, Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong. Oh, oh. And um, most recently, it was, uh, it was Terry Bradshaw last week. So look, this show, there is no redeeming quality to it. There's nothing on paper. There is nothing good about it. But yet, somehow, it, it's amazing. I love it. I'm convinced uh, who some of these other people are. I'm, I'm going to leave my guesses secret for now. <laughs> but, uh, with, I'm, conv- with, I'm with convinced. With the, the range of star that you just mentioned, how could you even believe you've honed in on the rest of the contestants? Can I tell you what my favorite thing is here? And for the people listening, I think they'll agree as well. I feel like Mario has one of the the, the voice-hiding boxes going on today i you you sound like you're we're protecting your identity um how can i guess who they are well it's okay so you're getting clues in all of the packages like they'll show before the person goes up they show a little uh, a little uh interstitial and it'll have it'll have some clues hidden throughout it and then they'll answer one question at the end now they won't give too much away but they will answer a question. So yeah, there's guesses. Uh, the one thing they did the first week that I noticed that they stopped doing is giving the heights of the contestants. Because that, that was interesting to me. Yeah, they've stopped like that. Athlete giveaway, right? Well, yeah. I mean, and Antonio Brown, not so much because he's five so ten. Yeah. But but yeah, you know, if it's like if it's Bradshaw and he's six five, then you're like, okay, this guy's this guy's clearly an athlete. Also. The guests, uh, the uh, the hosts are incredibly dumb. Uh, some of the guesses are ridiculous. They Who are think, the hosts? okay, so the the hosts are well. The host is Nick Cannon. <laughs> the the uh, the uh, judges are Robin Thicke, are uh, Ken Jeong, who I was skeptical about, but I like on this. Uh-huh. Uh, Jenny McCarthy, who I could do without. And Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls. And last week, Joel McHale was on the, the panel as well, and he was spectacular. He's on again this week. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, 
but they think they're doing a much bigger show than they are. Like I love when they're when they're trying to guess who it is after each performance, and they're like, "That's Justin Bieber. That's Lady Gaga. That's uh, you know Bradley Cooper." No, none of those people are doing <laughs> this show. Yeah, no, they couldn't get Cheech. It was Chong. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, yeah, couldn't get Le'Veon. We got Antonio Brown. Couldn't could, couldn't get Kurt Menefee. We got Terry Bradshaw. But I'm telling, like, it's incredibly stupid. But I would encourage everyone just watch one episode. There is something weirdly appealing about it. It's an ineffable quality that I can't describe to you, but somehow it makes it like can't miss television. And don't read the spoilers because they're out there. Like people, people have allegedly guessed who all the people are already. That's I don't want to know. I want to have. I want to have. Right, right. I want to have my fun. I want to because guessing is part of the experience. So you get into because I <sighs> caught myself hour. not saying I was interested in, but what caught me was the extravagance of the said yeah. masks. So do you catch yourself like, wow, that's a nifty little mask? Uh, I mean, I don't really care so much about the uh, the actual design. Okay, like some of them, are, some of them are <laughs> okay. cool, some of them are weird, but I'm not like, man, the uh, the. Uh, Staff really did a great job putting this mask uh, together. The art is lost on it, apparently. Room. So I'm I'm only here for the performances, and some <laughs> of them amazing. Uh, pretty sure. Okay, one of them's definitely there's there's definitely a model. There's definitely someone from a, a female group. Probably maybe like a Destiny's Child could be like a Kelly Rowland or somebody like that. Mm. Um, and there's a couple others, some boy bands. There's I think there's a magician in there. It's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> what? Which magician? David Blaine is, or like low like Blaine, or like well, it, that's tough because even the highest tier of magician isn't a gigantic celebrity. Right, right. So, I don't even know who the who the Chris Angel of today is. I think it's Chris Angel, honestly. Oh, still okay. What I've been saying is, it would be amazing if one of them was Teller. And f- <gasps> just for the first time ever, he's got this incredible singing voice that we've just never heard about. <laughs> that would be classic. I would I would tune in for that uh, twist. Want, you should watch an episode. I'm just, it's uh, not something you have to pay attention to. It's not something that you need to, you know, be uh be you know taking notes for or anything like that. But it's a it's a dumb fun way to waste you know 42 minutes. Oh, I can find dumber, but I'll, I'll, um, (laughs) speaking of, speaking of my friend, how's the season of married at first sight (laughs) or whatever 90 day fiance, whatever show that's why, uh, if we keep, if we keep rolling behind the scenes, I, I missed the first two connections with, uh, with Chris because I was in the living room running back and forth from my office to the living room, um, (laughs) catching, catching up. So yeah, it's going great. It's going (laughs) just dandy. Well, I'm glad you're in this, uh, Philadelphia this year, <laughs> this uh, season. Oh I, no, this season, this season, the newest season. I'd say, I guess it's season six. Oh, uh, you're it's, still behind. It's not. It's it's um. It's 
I think the reality TV of it has caught up to it. It's kind of like it's some of it's over the too over the top, and then there's other ones that are like this is just a long distance relationship. There's no drama here. There's no like some any climax here. It's just you guys need to figure this out. You know what I was so, forced uh, into watching a little bit when I came uh, came into the bedroom the other day was Love After Lockup. Now these are some of the uh, worst people in the world. Is how I would put it. I, I I just I'm I'm shocked that first of all anyone cares. Second of all, there was a person out there who thought you know we should make a show out of out of people who have relationships with convicted felons who they've never met and uh, who they're going to start to live with immediately <laughs> upon getting out. You know what? I'm sold on this. I am sold on. Dude, this what one. is go? What is going on with your voice? <laughs> I don't are know. You, what does it sound like? today? I'm not. You do. do I, you have, I'm looking forward to you hearing this back and wondering who I was talking to. Oh, my gosh. I hope it's not my uh, technological no, device. No, you sound – the sound is clean. It's just like you, ha- oh, you have this like – like literally like your voice is being obscured for your own safety. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, 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 fi- I, f- I find that I'm pretty uh, – Pretty uh, upbeat and ginger. Well, I'm, I'm happy you're upbeat and ginger. I'm happy you're enjoying 90 Day Fiance uh, and <laughs> all of that. And I guess this is what happens when it's Pro Bowl week and we have yeah. nothing to really talk about in the foot. I tried, Chris. I tried to watch the first practice-ish, like tried-ish to watch the first practice. And it just, it's the Pro Bowl yes. now. It's, uh, yeah. I, can, I mean, it's cool. I guess. It's cool, but even like. I don't know if if I'm if I'm glorifying you know my nostalgia or whatever as a child being like more of a fan than I am today more like understanding analytics and stuff now but like the skill the skill uh, stuff was more fun like you knew even even like the second team guys like you know these guys you knew them through and through like mm-hmm. there's kind of like guys you're kind of like squinty at like oh in this re- this replacement era era is kind of weird yeah. and. It just and then like the timing, I don't know. Yeah, how did you feel about the move to to move the Pro Bowl up for the Super Bowl? I didn't like it at the time. I still don't like it. It, I liked the no football gap that the the Super Bowl presented because it's a vacuum. One, yeah, like I love. I kind of like that vacuum. It's like an inhale. It's an anticipation builder. If the matchup is really really intriguing. It's a nice little soft spot to do some uh, some NFL draft. Touch. You know, people usually like are fiending for college football. So it's like it's a cool little vortex to where like now the NFL has to spoon feed us the Pro Bowl and, and make us yeah. try to care. And it's, it's, you know. Well, this is an NFL that decided the three-day NFL draft was something that people wa- wanted and couldn't live yeah, with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, yeah. How did you feel about that? Oh, I hated it. It was I hate it so much. To this day, I hate it so much. And now, part of that is, part of that is uh, just because of the nostalgic elements. Like, I really dug just having a bunch of friends over on Saturday, and it's like that's our thing all day. You know, we're we're watching the draft. We everybody's got their. We have got got the mock draft contest going. You know, yeah. maybe we're playing video games on the side. Maybe we're playing a board game on the side. But it's just like a day to hang out with your boys, and right. 
and it was the first day of the draft, so it was actually still interesting to people. Right. Now when you try and do that, it's Saturday, and it's literally like, oh, man, that kid from Alabama A&M just went to the Giants with the 199th pick here in the sixth <laughs> round. And it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, and like it took away the meaning. Like even just uh, analyzing the draft and come, like you say, with the mock draft, uh, your own mock drafts, like day one pick had a thing, like mm-hmm. a ring to it and like fringing between day one and day two. And that that argument alone of a one, th- one through three versus a four through set, like all that stuff was so perfect. And why did they mess with it? Uh, Cha-ching is why they messed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to argue? Al- the almighty us. dollar, sir. When one of us becomes NFL commissioner, we can move it back. We're gonna, I'm going to do one day. I think it's. I think you're going to get there. Thank I'm just you. saying. I'm trying. I, if I support you, can I have a job in the NFL offices? I'll give you. You can be like uh, Steve that's Sable. That's fine. But I'm like, like, I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you could do that. So like don't ever really be in the offices. Which is Mario's way of saying, never. hey, <laughs> you can have a job, but keep your distance. <laughs> Shit's getting creepy. <laughs> I uh, appreciate that. Uh, I'm just trying to like just uh, ride on as many people's coattails as possible. I was doing a, doing an episode of Tales from the Association a while back with uh, Isaac Austin. Who was a- Isaac mm-hmm. was absolutely awesome. Like uh, for those who don't know, was almost he was basically out of the NBA for a while. Lost a lot of weight, came back, won Sixth Man of the Year, and it's just he's a cool dude who I enjoy talking to. And look, he's also a little delusional. He was talking to me, <laughs> uh, I, and I mean this in the best way possible. He was talking to me about um, he intended to put a group together to try and buy the Brooklyn Nets this past summer. Suffice to say, uh, Jay-Z and that group hung on to the Nets for now, and uh, Ike Austin did not purchase them. (laughs) But I did get Ike to say that he would give me a job in the front office. Well, there you go. And oh, by the you way, you are doing a good job of getting this like full, like future. You're not kidding. I got to count your on something. Your job security is yeah. <laughs> as long as somebody I know does really well, I'm gonna be fine. You're good. Uh, this that's a skill. That is actually, <laughs> that's a skill. Yeah, no, uh, no actual skills or my myself, but as long as one of my friends does well, I'm gonna be there <laughs> riding their coattails. Yeah, Ike was Ike's plan was to hire Mark Jackson as the head coach. I'm not thrilled about this, but I didn't I didn't complain about it at the time because I do I do appreciate my position, and uh, and Kenny Smith is a general manager. I would be the assistant general manager. Kenny the Smith, Kenny the Jet Smith. I'm yeah. Kenny's gonna be my boss. You have to be excited about that. I'm pretty excited. Right. I'm and also the worst least qualified group of general yeah, managers right. ever put together. <laughs> That's why you got to be excited. Like you're going to get to witness this train wreck. Up I would, close. I've always said, wow, my strategy, if I were running an NFL NBA team would just be, cause you know, you can like, nobody really cares about second round picks. You can always buy a second round pick. I would be trying to right. buy and acquire as many second round picks as possible. And I'm taking as many foreign players as possible just on the, and we're just going to hold them forever. We're going to hold those rights forever. Just in case someone works out, <laughs> just in case, just you in don't case. know, you might have the, ne- the next like, Nikola oh. Jokic. Lay the just, odds, man. It's, it's a exactly numbers right. game. And I'll, I feel like, I feel like you can actually do pretty well in the NBA draft now too. 
if you're willing to pick people who have actually produced at the college level rather than than some athletic yeah, freshman who, you know, the analytics say he <laughs> could be good in three years. The analytics. You have to mention the analytics. <sighs> Acknowledge. All right. Well, I think we covered a lot there. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Chris, and uh, you know one of the things we're always looking to do is find ways to improve the podcast. It was one of the things I was really looking hard at going into this year. And what I'm about to offer you, and we talked about it last week too, exceeds my wildest imaginations. Thanks to my friends over at betonline.ag, you have one more week to win a once-in-a-lifetime trip to the NFL's biggest game of the year. No, not the Pro Bowl, the Super Bowl. Seriously, you can win a trip to the Super Bowl. Okay, so surely I've piqued your interest and you're wondering, Chris, how do I sign up for a chance to win? I'm glad you asked. What you're going to do is you're going to head on over to betonline.ag for all the information. I know what you're thinking. Chris, this is the coolest thing I've ever had a chance to win in my life. I'm sure it is, but it doesn't stop at the tickets. No, sir. You get your flight paid for. You get your hotel paid for. You get a VIP tailgate party. And it's not just for you. It's for you and a friend or a family member or a significant other or whoever it is you want to bring. It's the Super Bowl. People will say yes. This incredible offer expires January 28th. So head on over to betonline.ag today for all the information. Hey, this is Chris Horwardell from Underdog Sports. And if you dig the shows that we have on our network, you're going to absolutely love all the shows on the Collider Network as well on Podcast One. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're a YouTube channel turned podcast super network that has got everything you need for your pop culture needs. So check out Collider Sports, Jedi Council, one-on-one with Christian Harloff, the movie trivia showdown, movie talk, and so, so, so much more. Check out the Collider Network every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right. We're back. We are going to talk a little bit about the foosball this week. How about the conference championship weekend? You know, two good, fun games, two terrible showings by the officials. Uh, The officials. I was going to say two officiating uh, showings or the officials, and I I ended up with the officials. Um, (laughs) A little peek into my brain there, a little instant replay of what went wrong. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the in the call on the field is confirmed. Chris is different. <laughs> well, that's at least an accurate call, and that's better than we can say for what happened this past <laughs> weekend. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's start in the NFC. You have the, the Ram Saints. Mario, this pass interference no call was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in the National Football League. It wasn't enough emotion there wasn't enough like i if i wanted to text or call or scream there wasn't enough enough people in the world for me to talk to about this so i talked to no (laughs) one it was that it was so crazy like i looked around i looked around like someone was there supposed to save me from not seeing a flag because i just don't get it and the way when that the other angle (laughs) not the aerial angle but the angle that that shows um a Kamara coming mm. towards the camera. Oh my! It was it was the most egregious. It was crazy, and I feel horrible. And what can you say? And now the Saints fans uh, are, are like, I guess, mm. like they don't they don't want they, the rest of the year is canceled. And then 
I think there's a lawsuit there is. coming. There's like, a class this, action this, lawsuit coming <laughs> that is encouraging the NFL to take it back to that play with the correct call and replay the game. Spoiler, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Save your money. That, but no, it was uh, as bad of a call as it was, like pivoting really hard right now, mm-hmm. as bad of, of a call as it was, Drew Brees still threw a basically game-ending interception in overtime, which yeah. is, goes against the narrative that I preached so heavily last week. I just like uh, Nickel uh, Ruby Coleman's reaction to it. He was asked after the game if he committed pass interference, and his response was, hell yeah. <laughs> It's okay when it's that like when you when you mention it like that, it's okay. It's perfectly fine. And also you have to like let let the refs mm-hmm. you have to let well, the refs call. That's I mean, true. And he gave them every opportunity to make the call by tackling Tommy Lewis. He's he's completely le- there was no there's no justification for any of it. There's no justification for no flag. And I think that's why I guess if if this thing is true where he got text. Uh, um, Sean Payton got a text saying we blew it or legal. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's from true. the referee. Like, cause it's yeah, and like, sorry, we blew it. Like, it was that bad to where you're like, <laughs> like a a, a a a a bad move or a bad decision or a foot and mouth moment with your with your with your girlfriend. Like, yeah, I'm gonna before I get home, I'm gonna have to send that apology text, man. It's gonna have to, it's gonna have to happen that way. Like, it was that bad, but also, it, I'm not. I'm a huge. Like, okay, they're not in the position for Drew Brees to throw that, that interception, but it's not the thing that lost them the game. It's just a really, really, really bad call. Yeah, apparently he uh, he he did get the call from the NFL admitting they screwed up. That's tough. Now, that opens up the question, should pass interference be on the list of things that's reviewable? What's your thought on that? Because my concern is we're just opening a Pandora's box of okay, well, if we're gonna interview, if we're gonna review this, why aren't we reviewing that? And if we're not reviewing that, why isn't that reviewable? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I wouldn't do it. I lo- I like the precedent of of judgment calls have to remain um, not reviewable. I don't want to get into like because hand fighting is is actually like technique and that's like football skill and you if you start regulating that part of the game like the hand fighting at any moment the perfectly timed you know nudge off or like mm. uh, the arm bar for a, a DB like you start to regulate that out the game then it's really stupid and us to play because then you can't really play fluidly so I'm not I'm not a I'm not a big fan like those plays just have to get called. Or be ready for the controversy, but don't take a step in the wrong direction by saying pass interference should be reviewed. Yeah, where was uh, where, where's your head at on Tony Romo? Because oh, I've, I've been really impressed him. by Romo. This I was year. reading. Yeah, I'm so I'm so impressed. Yeah, no, I was too. But t- like, I was reading Twitter. People are in love with him. He he sees the game. He still sees the game in real time. Uh, he doesn't do the cliche thing, which is awesome. And and he and he, loves and he lo- that was my last point. Like he still really loves football, and it shows in the booth, and it's contagious and exciting. I think he's next up, and I'm excited um, that it's happening for him because honestly, I had no I, because of my disdain for the Cowboys growing up. I and then like all the way into adulthood, once he was the quarterback, I didn't get an opportunity or didn't give myself an opportunity to enjoy some of the really great things he did on the field. So now I can root for him in the booth. 
Yeah, I, I was happy for him. I have have I have I told my Tony Romo stuff? Maybe, but I'm uh, willing. To. So I ended up doing a radio show with Tony while I was doing NFL Draft Blitz, and got to know him a little bit, and we talked a little bit since then. And just he's such a good dude. He's just he such a like- good dude. And it it's one of those things where it bothers me that he's a cowboy because. You know, it was kind of yeah. like the, the Aikman and Emmett Smith thing, where I, I respected the hell out of both of them, but still mm-hmm. had had to hate them because that's the rules. You know, yeah. and and that was the deal with Tony too. That was always difficult. Um yep. <clears throat> So I don't know, but great guy, and I do think the enthusiasm. Like you can tell, there is nobody in that stadium who is enjoying that game as much as he is. As much as Tony Romo, how how perfect is that for TV? How good is that? I love being able to say this is good for football because of all the things that are happening with the game. I love when like moments that you can just enjoy being a fan or enjoy watching um, and being a part of those moments. So thank you, Tony Romo, for that. Stand stand up and round of applause for me uh, right now. So thank you. Yeah, awesome job. Um, let's talk about the other game. Let's talk about the. <laughs> team you know a little bit about those new england patriots i can't imagine there's any celebration going on in boston these days with uh this team (laughs) headed back to the super bowl uh they beat the kansas city chiefs what'd you make of this game didn't you feel it chris as soon as it went to ot be honest with me here i thought the patriots were gonna win yes and it's it was so funny because it's like the chiefs either forgot that old the OT drive was too easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't like that part, but I love I love uh, Mahomes did uh, throughout the game. I love that he he made himself uh, and he stood up and I guess like that faux or fake um, quarterback uh, uh, you know competition where you you don't actually play against each other. You're playing against the team's defense, so it's right. not really a head to head matchup, but. He did the job that he needed to do, and and I would have loved like there were it, the game was so good that two really solid non-reaching narratives could have been created. One is is the one that happened. Tom Brady comes back again, wins the game, seals the deal, goes on for his uh, whatever Super Bowl as a forty-year-old. Great narrative, <laughs> maybe retires or a true passing of the guard where it it wasn't you know a poor showing from Brady. It wasn't a poor, you know, like both teams playing well and this, this new young quarterback is ready, ready to step up and be, mm-hmm. you know, the face of the league or at least the, the, the face of the AFC. So that's what made, what made me very, you know, proud. I actually sent a tweet out to Patrick. I hope he re- replies soon. I just said next year, the league is yours. Like, don't even worry. Don't even worry. The league is yours next year. So it was great. Well, his Nick Foles and Carson Wentz's. Oh, come on. Come on. It's not their time. No, it's uh, not their time right now. No, uh, it's ever. It's always Nick Foles time. <laughs> Apparently, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a performance so bad on defense that it got Bob Sutton fired and rightfully so. Uh, that Chiefs defense, man, that is a horrendous unit. Why can't they get any part of the field covered? No. How do you feel about Spags potentially taking I over? saw that, and the thing that I like about it is that uh, understanding what the offense is trying to do um, because of his history with Andy Reid and, and um, bringing that. Mm-hmm. There will have to be some some personnel switches. Uh, I don't think that um, 
you're going to be able to, to to get after it as much as as uh, Spags like to uh, normally with the current personnel. But again, um, understanding what what uh, Re- Andy wants to do, uh, I think it's it's a good fit and a good match so that that personnel can be brought in because you know Andy's a uh, decision maker in that realm. So I like it. We'll see if it follows through. But yeah, it, I mean, it was worth it was worth the firing. Sorry. Uh, Coach Sutton, but it was just you can't let that happen. It can't be that easy in OT. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It did look easy. You know, all the credit in the world to the Patriots, especially what they did, and it just I there's vomit coming up as I'm saying that. But all the credit in the world to the Patriots, um, especially on that last drive where Brady yeah. completes those two third and longs, two to Edelman, one to Gronk. Yeah. yeah, they they deserve to win. Uh, you know, I will say the the narrative of Kareem Hunt missing was not as uh, significant as I expected it to be. They they replaced him admirably. You know, yeah, they did. scored three touchdowns. Yeah, I think only like sixty six yards of rushing, but you're not going to complain if a guy gets three touchdowns and only sixty six uh, rushing yards. I know a couple were through the air. It's it was just the better team, unfortunately, won here. I didn't want I didn't want to see the hodgepodge Super Bowl and this is kind of what that is in my mind. True. I wanted to see I wanted to see the two young guys or the two old guys. Right, 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 right. That's what I was going for as well. I was leaning towards the two old guys. Didn't see uh the Rams pulling it out. And I guess it took one of the worst calls in in football history for the yes. Rams to make it. So I don't feel too bad about my selection, but I'm win- I'm willing to spend this narrative or this storyline a little bit to- away from the players and towards McVeigh and how this is going to either further emphasize and or damage uh what the league is doing hires or you know like I, I'm, I'm interesting to, I'm interested to see how this is going to work because McVeigh did what I guess we thought he should have done or what was going to happen based on his super fast climb mm-hmm. to success as a young coach. So now it, it is like you, he, Sean McVay gets to the Super Bowl. So now he's here and now what? And uh, again, against uh, against the best of our generation in Belichick, this should be pretty good. Hey, when, when you talk about a quarterback like Jared Goff, who is really one of the least charismatic human beings I've ever seen in as a public figure, how much does that matter to a team? How much does having – the quarterback be the on the field leader help a team does it does it hurt a team when a quarterback is kind of more like Mariota or golf where they're more reserved I might make some enemies here but it absolutely 100% matters mm-hmm. 100% that's what I would have thought yeah yeah here, here's 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 a couple reasons why one it's it's kind of the unspoken expectation, so you have to be a mature individual to taper that expectation and still get the best mm-hmm. out. You know that whole thing. Two, you hear it, you hear you hear it so much, and it's it's kind of like, well, you start to question why isn't your quarterback like this? Because you hear that that's how it's supposed to be, and you're going to keep hearing it, and you can't rise to the occasion above the quarterback in a sense it's it's a really weird dynamic to be in so it's actually way more hassle and it does impact and i would say negatively impact a team when the quarterback can't be that personality that leader that at least you don't have to be you know i, I don't even know a quarterback that's that's really i mean you don't have to be baker mayfield baker mayfield yeah. this is exactly <laughs> the example i would have given you don't have to be Baker Mayfield, but I mean, you you've got to establish that you're the voice, and that that voice will come out at the right time. 
Yeah, I, I feel like that's right. And I feel like there's there's sort of like a, a getting hyped up element to it, too. Because if I look, I've I've never been in the huddle in a high pressure situation other than, you know, playing, you know, flag football with my friends in whatever <laughs> stupid league we're playing in. And I don't think that compares to the higher levels. But I just think it would be boring. And by, I, I mean, this is tough for me, too, because I'm the quarterback in that league. And, you know, I'm all eyes on Horwood Hill. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, if I'm a receiver, I'm a running back, I'm an offensive lineman, and my quarterback is Marcus Mariota, and he's like, all right, we're going to throw a four-yard out to uh, the X receiver. You're going to block down to the left. Okay, set, go. <laughs> Like I said, that would just be like, what the fuck, dude? No, let's that's go. Real. I've actually had those moments where you're like, uh, I, the name would have to be bleeped out because you know I don't know who ever listens or whatever. But uh, yeah, you're looking at. Wait, 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 wait! Before anything happens here, do you actually want me to no, bleep no, this no, out? No, no, because okay, I need to know okay, that in okay, advance. Like, no, he's I, I mean, he's a he's a good friend of mine, so I can say. It, but I, there was times where I was like, Eric, <laughs> Eric, like, come on, like, be yeah. the guy, be the guy, please. You know, because you. Can, it, you, it, it's hard. It's hard if you're not the quarterback to turn. Like you, you're everything else except. You know, if you're not the quarterback, if Antonio Brown does it, it's it's different than if Ben Roethlisberger does it. It's just a thing. So it's like you, now you're left like the O lineman or the running back or the receiver. You're left to like waiting. You're waiting for for the quarterback to be the guy, and it's it, it has an impact. Yeah, you, I feel like you expect that, right? You you want to. Like this is the guy who's getting you hype, and of course Mario is talking about uh, Grey's Anatomy star Eric Dane, who he played yes. he played football with. Yes, yes, uh, it's McSteamy, so, I so. believe. Sure. But uh, <laughs> uh, or Eric Clapton, you know, I don't know what you were into. Um, yeah, it feels like it matters to me, and I feel like your quarterback, like the whole team, has to just buy into the quarterback for the, the for the offense to really click. Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing as well. Like, yeah, in more ways than one, because the ball is in his hands every play. I know it's cliche, but the like you and the the, the if the quarterback also doesn't have a say or doesn't have the mm-hmm. voice to talk to to be the liaison between what's happening on the field, the play calling, the flow of the game, and coaches. Then yeah. you know there's another there's another issue. Even defensively, guy, defensive guys got to think that the quarterback can kind of like look a coach in the face uh, in agreement or disagreement at any moment. Yeah, no, I I agree, I agree. All right, well, we're gonna we do have a couple of things that you guys can make money on this week that we're gonna talk about, Ooh. and uh, I've got some some other little weird props here from the football related props. Mario, our friends at Bet Online allow you to wager on whether or not overtime rules will be changed for the 2019 season. Yes is plus 200. No is minus 300. Where would you lean? No. No? Do you think they should be? Do I think they should be? I think we, we, <laughs> I think the league. You're just getting Me, ahead of yourself, but you know I you're going to be in that I know, the commission. The commission the, you have to see it before you, you know. Um, the league knee-jerked with, with the rule change of, of both having a possession. It, it actually lessens the incentive to be ta- to be a risk-taker risk mm-hmm. on offense. Like, I'm going to get the – you know, it's. I think 
the whole like your professional thing like it has to stick and that's why you need two feet inbounds like these are these are things that so i think it should actually change back into a more tenuous strict uh, overtime where it's it's sudden death no matter what instead of okay. instead of but i don't think it'll change friend of the show ross tucker uh had a really interesting tweet that i saw this week and that was in the NFL, and this is a slightly flawed, there's slightly flawed logic for a couple of reasons, but still interesting nonetheless. 52.9% of the time, the team that gets the ball first in overtime wins in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What do you think that number is in college? The rule that we want to change it to? Well, specifically because teams that win the toss defer, I'd say that number is probably 18%. 54%. Yeah, I was shocked too. Crazy good tweet by that Ross. Like I said, slightly flawed logic because ties do happen in the NFL and that mucks up the percentages a yeah. little bit. But <clears throat> but still, it's not nearly as egregious as uh, people think. And I've here's another one for you. Will penalties be allowed to be reviewed during the 2019 season? Can you review penalties? Yes is plus 150, no minus 200. No, no way. No way. The league is not giving up that that um, that support and that empowerment to referees. No. All right, I'm going to I'm going to cherry pick a player prop or two here. Let's see what's interesting. All right, first pass attempt by Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. Complete minus 180, incomplete intercepted plus 155. Complete Okay, congratulations, Jared Goff. <laughs> I and I think this is gonna be the last one because we'll we'll talk obviously a ton about the Super Bowl next, next week yeah. for those interested, and obviously Mario will keep you up to date on what's going on in Ninety Day Fiance. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we're talking about again these lines from our friends at Bet Online. The first rushing attempt by just the guy in LA right now, C.J. Anderson. Bet Online has them. Over three and a half is minus one twenty. Under three and a half, plus a hundred. First carry. Yeah, first carry. C.J. Anderson. <sighs> minus three. Oh boy, minus three. I'm gonna say busts it for ninety nine yards. <laughs> you better put your money on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't know. All all respect to the. The great uh, story that C.J. Anderson has been, I don't know that he could run 99 consecutive yards. No. So no, something would, no. something see, would have to change. Did you see C.J. running this last week? Dude, it's amazing. I love it. It's hope for everyone. Hope for everyone who is out of shape sitting ah, on the couch. Yeah, you, you too can be an NFL you. running back. You too could be playing in the thank Super you. Bowl. Todd Gurley also is going to bounce back like, in a, a ridiculously awesome way. So <laughs> C.J. Mario, that tells me if you want to achieve your goal, well, I guess a a earlier lifetime goal of of being a superstar yeah. NFL player, you just you just need to get yeah, out of I shape. Yeah, I was working backwards. You, you're working you're working <laughs> I out was too doing much. The wrong all this time. <laughs> Grab some potato chips, watch the masked singer, <laughs> and you will be in the Super Bowl before you know, you know it. I am motivated. I'm motivated, and the masked singer is calling right now. I got the chips ready. You should. I'm just saying, if you have a DVR, 
set the DVR, and watch The Masked Singer. This episode not brought to you by The Masked Singer, but if Fox wants to throw us some money and show us some love, this next ep- episode, the Super Bowl episode, can be brought to you by The Masked Singer. It can be. It definitely can be. Well, that's uh, some negotiating that you and I have to do this week, but we'll see how it turns out. My guess, not well. But uh, until then, I've been Chris Horbidell. He's been Mario Hines. This has been the Underdog Sports NFL Show. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.